This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. No real names are used. It's secondhand story time. Hi, Will Kistler here again, and you're listening to episode number 29 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. This week, I'm happy to have on Jill, who's put in touch with me by way of a mutual friend. She's going to tell a story about some hard drugs and a little gnome. Please enjoy. All right, and so we're back, and this time I'm with uh, Jill, who was actually introduced to me by a friend, Aaron, who's been on the show before. Uh, you may remember him from a show called The Insertion Special. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Jill, please say hello. Hi. I'm so glad I could have you on. And I <laughs> guess you have a story for me? Yes, I do. And it is a story that uh, you didn't witness firsthand, correct? No, I did not. Uh, excellent. Well, uh, whenever you're ready, go ahead and let me have it. Alrighty. Um, so, I'm in this neuroscience class, and... As a psych major, that's like my personal hell. <laughs> um, and we had to do this group paper. And so I was like freaking out about it because I don't know anything about neuroscience. And um, these two guys in my class asked me if I needed a partner. And it worked out really well because they were neuroscience majors. Oh, well, uh, that, that does tend to help <laughs> if you're like really into the subject as, a, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to meeting a required credit. Exactly, exactly. Okay, I understand. <laughs> so um, we're, I invited them over so we could discuss our paper topic, and it was basically just anything in the neuroscience world, and that was not helpful to me, but they were interested, so um, I invited them over to discuss the report, and we're all kind of just, you know, talking small talk on my couch, and then one of them goes, I think I want to do a paper on LSD, <laughs> and we're all like, um... <laughs> Okay, and we're we're like in the pot capital of California, I guess you call it. I live in Santa Cruz. Okay, um, and so we're all like, okay, sounds good, whatever, awkward. All right, I uh, I guess I didn't know that Santa Cruz was the pot capital of California, but <gasps> I, I I moved to California a couple years ago, yeah. and I guess California is at least the pot capital of the nation <laughs> because there is a lot of it. Yes, there is. <laughs> um, but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No worries. And so, um, you know, we're all like, okay, sure, we'll do like the brain mechanisms of LSD and whatever. I still <laughs> don't know what I wrote about, but, um, and he's like, and so my other groupmate goes, why do you want to write on that? And he goes, oh, because I was tripping last weekend. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're like, okay. And he's told us about the story about going up into the the hills of the North Bay area. And he and his entire trip group, they were, like, tripping balls, I guess, up in, like, the okay, mountain. So I guess the goal of the uh, of this expedition wasn't just to, like, have a little acid and trip a little. It was just, like, get <laughs> fucked up. Get fucked up, yes. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> and they went on this, like, really long hike, right? Right. And, um, get back so, to nature. <laughs> yeah. And so they... Um, they get up into the woods, and suddenly, out of the corner of my groupmate's eye, he goes, oh, my God, what's that? 
and everyone <laughs> turns and they look. It's like this gnome just like chilling in the middle of the forest. They've been hiking for like two hours. <laughs> like a so, uh, like a lawn gnome? Yeah, like a little lawn gnome. I mean, I think it was bigger than normal, but it was still a lawn gnome. But but like so a like, like a statue. Yeah, yeah, like a statue. Okay, I didn't know if like the the acid was kicking in and they're like, shit, it's little <laughs> like gnomes running around or or what? But this is like a lawn gnome that was actually there. They weren't just hallucinating this. Well, yeah, I mean, in it's in their hallucinated minds, it was a real gnome, right? <laughs> okay. Who knows where the story is going to go? <laughs> so they, um, they're like freaking out about this gnome and all of them see the gnome. And so they're like, oh shit, like let's take it back home with us. Like there's like, they, they're like freaking out about it. So right. they start walking back home and one of the guys sees this gnome blink out of the corner of their, his eye. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, this acid's so good. Like this gnome. And so they're like, they're not sure if it's alive, if it's a live garden gnome, of course, or if it's right. just a garden gnome or if it really exists. I mean, the live ones cost extra and it's hard of to keep them in your garden, but. <laughs> yeah. And so they like get back to their house. And they're still having this gnome debate, like what what it is, what it isn't, <laughs> whatever philosoph- philosophical philosophical debate about this gnome. Right. And so, one of them is like, you know what? I'm sick of the gnome. Let's just put it in the closet, give it a candy bar, and when we, when we finish tripping, if if like when we finish tripping, we'll open the closet, and if the candy bar is gone, that'll mean that it was a live gnome. If the candy bar is still there, that means it was a gnome. And can we just like finish this? And everyone's like, okay, <laughs> deal. Let's like finish our trip, put the gnome in the closet. So they do that, and then they <laughs> they all start coming down from acid, and. They kind of forget about their whole entire putting the gnome in the closet thing, and they go to bed, right. and then they wake up the next morning, and they're kind of reminiscing about their trip, talking about the good parts and the bad parts, and one of them goes, oh my god, the gnome, and everyone's like, oh my god, the gnome, so they go, and they walk towards their closet, and they open it up, and inside, there is a retarded child. No! <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it turns out. Wow! <laughs> and the candy bar was gone. Yeah. Uh, well, naturally. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So they freak out, and they don't know what to do about it. And so they're like, "Okay, shit. Okay, shit." So they like clean up the apartment, and they're like, they call the police, and they're like, "We yeah. were hiking." was this morning and there's this child here who's like has severe mental problems and we don't know what to do with it and the police were like oh my god and they like described the child to them and the police were like this kid has been missing for a week thank you for finding him yes wow that's amazing (laughs) i know and so the police come it turns out it's like a 10 year old autistic boy yeah like severely autistic and like, so, like he must have been for them to like put yeah. him in the closet thinking he might be a, a like a a garden statuary. No. And so it turns out that they end up getting paid $500 for finding this kid no when they were sleeping on LSD. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I you know I was I should say that you didn't tell me what the story was before the show and uh, often <laughs> Often people don't, and you know, usually there's a surprise or something funny happens. But this is the most surprising thing I think I've heard so far. So wow, yeah, it's a good story. I've been telling it to like everyone. <laughs> oh, that's understandable. 
<laughs> and so the kid was okay and everything and reunited with his parents and no trouble? Yeah, no trouble. Police never busted them for taking drugs. Exactly. <laughs> good good thing came out of psychedelics. Well, <laughs> if you're going to... Well, let's call it what it is. If you're going to kidnap a child while you're on drugs, <laughs> this is the best possible outcome that you could have. <laughs> this is true. And I mean, obviously there's no no maliciousness on their part. And especially if the kid was lost anyway. You know, it's hardly kidnapping. Yeah. It's really just a roundabout way to get him home. But, uh, wow. I'm sorry, I'm still still taking all this in. <laughs> no way. That's amazing. And so when your, uh, I guess your report buddy told you this, <laughs> this had happened one week prior. Yeah, it happened, uh, I think it was, yeah, the weekend before we picked our groups. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's an amazing story to hear from a relative stranger. <laughs> yep. And so, uh, well, thank to you also, uh, a relative stranger, for coming on and sharing this. No problem. Uh, that's a great show story, and I'll be sure and spread it around. User feedback now. After hearing episode number 28, the Reverend Jeremy White was kind enough to head over to the site and leave a comment, guessing who the person was from the mystery celebrity story. Now, I'm not going to confirm or deny, but I am going to thank Jeremy for leaving a comment. And that does it for this week's episode. Big thanks to Jill for coming on and telling that story, and thanks to Erin for getting her in touch with me. If you'd like to follow the good example set by Reverend Jeremy White, head on over to the blog where you can leave a comment at secondhandstorytime.com. While you're there, you can also subscribe to the podcast, either through RSS or through iTunes, or find links to our Facebook group, our musician, and our license, which is a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. If you'd rather receive updates through Twitter, follow us at twitter.com slash secondhandstory. To get in touch with me directly, write to will at secondhandstorytime.com. I'm always looking for new stories, so feel free to send me what you got. Thanks for listening, and we'll have another episode next Thursday.